RTHK, the news at one with Anna-Marie Evans. The headlines, a union representing Cathay Pacific cabin crew says it's planning a work-to-rule campaign to fight for better working conditions. Police plan to close some roads and are preparing other crowd control measures ahead of an expected influx of Christmas revellers. And from now on, Hong Kong people visiting Macau won't have to undergo nucleic acid tests when they land. A union representing Cathay Pacific cabin crew says it's planning a work-to-rule campaign to fight for better working conditions. The Cathay Pacific Airways Flight Attendants Union made the announcement on its Facebook page last night, saying it had received a unanimous endorsement by members who attended a recent special meeting. It said it will soon send out a step-by-step video to participating members to show them what to do. In response, the airline said it will continue to listen to and act upon feedback from the crew, adding its flight services will continue as scheduled. Police say they're expecting plenty of revellers in Lang Kwe Fong and the Kowloon Harbour Front for Christmas Eve. They said they'll have crowd control measures and road closures in Central, Chim Sa Choi and the West Kowloon Cultural District. Parts of the closure will begin from two in the afternoon and they'll stay in place until early on Sunday. Officers say they may expand the closures if necessary and are urging people to use public transport. Ho Kam Yi is an acting traffic superintendent. The Lan Guifeng area, road closures will be in two phases. The first phase will begin at 2 o'clock. And in assessing the number of visitors to the Lan Guifeng area, we will adopt the phase two. And that the time is all depends on the number of visitors to Lan Guifeng area. And we will deploy a sufficient manpower to uh, handle any incidents there. After almost three years of pandemic restrictions, more Hong Kongers are travelling overseas for the Christmas break. Travellers now face fewer COVID restrictions when they return to the SAR. Mrs Lee says her three-year-old son is travelling abroad for the first time. Since the border is open, I think it's easier that we don't leave any extra days for quarantine. The reason why we go travel during the Christmas holiday because all of us got COVID within a half year. We left that we have immunity and less chance to get infected again. Ten-year-old Gracie says she's off to Japan. It's her first trip outside the SAR in more than three years. This is my first trip in three years. I feel very excited, but sometimes also a bit curious about the things that I forget, like do seats have television on the plane? But then I'm very happy I can finally go to ski after so long. From today, Hong Kongers won't have to undergo a PCR test when they land in Macau, although they still need to take one before they depart. The enclave announced a new round of relaxation measures yesterday, including the decision to scrap the screenings for all arrivals from Hong Kong, Taiwan and overseas on entry. Inbound travellers get an amber code instead of a red code, meaning they can move round the city and enter premises. However, health officials in Macau are advising people with an amber code to avoid crowded premises. The founder of the collapsed cryptocurrency exchange FTX has been released by a New York court after agreeing bail set at 250 million US dollars. Sam Bankman-Fried is accused of stealing billions of dollars from FTX to prop up another of his businesses. The BBC's Samira Hussein is following developments from New York.
Sam Bankman-Fried will be in home detention, spending that time with his parents in California. Now, remember, both his parents are law professors at Stanford University here in the United States. He has had to surrender his passport, and he is also going to subject himself to location monitoring. You know, in some ways, this is kind of what his defense team wanted. He was never granted bail while he was in the Bahamas. So his defense team was really hoping that they would perhaps be able to be successful in getting him bail while in the United States. The U.S. Senate has approved a huge government spending program with strong bipartisan support. The bill needs the approval of the House of Representatives to avoid a shutdown of the U.S. federal government. The BBC's Anthony Zercher reports from Washington. The $1.66 trillion budget was approved on a 68-29 bipartisan vote and contains measures that will satisfy and anger Democrats and Republicans. The bill boosts both domestic and defense spending in the coming year. It includes changes to retirement programs and health care systems for the poor. It reforms the means by which Congress certifies presidential elections, the focus of considerable attention during Donald Trump's attempts to contest his 2020 presidential defeat. It also includes $45 billion in aid for Ukraine. The House is expected to approve the bill, sending it to the president's desk before current government funding authorization expires at midnight on Friday. Nearly 4,000 flights have been cancelled across the United States over the next two days as a fierce winter storm sweeps through the country and parts of Canada. Forecasters are calling it a once-in-a-generation cold snap and say it could bring the coldest Christmas in decades, with temperatures in some areas dropping to minus 45 degrees Celsius. Jared Hill is a CBS reporter based in New York. This is what's being called a bomb cyclone. Temperatures could feel like minus 57 degrees Celsius in some parts of this country. So we are seeing uh, a lot of calls for warming shelters to be opened up in parts of the country because there are people who, whether they live outside uh, or they might potentially lose power in the midst of this storm with, again, incredible winds expected, those really low temperatures as well as the potential of, of power outages. And so there are a lot of steps that are being put in place right now to prepare for what could come. Investigators from the American and Russian space agencies say damage to a crew capsule docked at the International Space Station was not caused by the impact of a meteor. NASA's space station chief said the leak on the Russian Soyuz capsule coincided with the annual Geminid meteor shower on the 14th of December. The vehicle, known as MS-22, began spraying coolant into space with NASA TV capturing dramatic images of white particles streaming out of the capsule like snowflakes. But the NASA and Roscosmos teams said that the trajectory of the meteors ruled them out. The United States says North Korea has supplied battlefield missiles and rockets to the Russian mercenary group Wagner for use in Ukraine. The Biden administration said the shipment violated UN Security Council resolutions. Both North Korea and the Wagner group deny that any weapons deliveries have taken place. The BBC's Barbara Plett-Usher reports from Washington. The White House does not believe the alleged North Korean arms shipment would change battlefield dynamics in Ukraine. But the National Security Council spokesman, John Kirby, said the U.S. was concerned that Pyongyang planned to send more military equipment, which violated U.N. resolutions. He said the Biden administration would raise the matter in the U.N. Security Council and that it would sanction the Wagner Group. He also said the mercenary army was very active in Ukraine and was emerging as a rival power center to the Russian military. 
Meanwhile, Russia's President Vladimir Putin has said that his country wants to end the war in Ukraine as soon as possible, adding that Moscow has never turned down negotiations with the government in Kyiv. The Kremlin has criticised President Zelensky's visit to the United States, describing the trip as evidence that the US is fighting an indirect war against Russia. The BBC's Steve Rosenberg reports. From the Russian president today, an odd mixture of indifference and threats regarding the new weapon systems with which America will be supplying Ukraine. Vladimir Putin said America's Patriot surface-to-air missile system was quite old and not as effective as Russia's S-300 system. But if they set up Patriots in Ukraine, he said, we'll hit those. He suggested that the delivery of such weapon systems to Ukraine would simply prolong the conflict. That's a typical response from the Kremlin, an example of the kind of parallel reality the Russian authorities have created. The Kremlin often accuses the West of starting and fueling this conflict. It is a war that has not gone according to plan for the Kremlin, but President Putin told Russian journalists in the Kremlin that their country had had quite a positive year. A scandal in the European Parliament has prompted Hungary's Prime Minister to call for it to be abolished. Viktor Orban says that instead of having elected Euro MPs, member countries of the European Union should send delegates to an assembly. The BBC's Nick Thorpe reports. The European Parliament has long been a thorn in the Hungarian Prime Minister's side, accusing him and his Fidesz government of endemic corruption and riding roughshod over the rule of law. The scandal surrounding former Parliament Vice President Eva Kaili has given him a chance to hit back and propose the abolition of the whole Parliament. His remarks, made in a series of posts on Twitter on Thursday, are consistent with his vision of the future of Europe. To take back powers derogated to the European Parliament, strengthen national sovereignty and reduce the power of European courts. Predominantly Muslim countries, including Saudi Arabia and Iran, have criticised the decision by the Taliban government in Afghanistan to ban women from attending universities. G7 foreign ministers said the Taliban's gender persecution amounted to a crime against humanity. Here's the BBC's David Bamford. Saudi Arabia has its own rules restricting women in society, but even its foreign ministry has come out against the Taliban's decision announced this week to ban women from universities. The Saudi foreign ministry said Afghanistan should abide by Islamic principles regarding women's rights. Iran, Turkey and the Gulf states have also condemned the Taliban's action. But the Taliban higher education minister has sought to justify the ban, saying females were not observing the Islamic dress code and there had been interaction between students of different genders. The Italian Prime Minister, Giorgio Meloni, has slammed the Eurozone's rescue fund as not very useful. She was speaking ahead of a parliamentary debate on whether to strengthen the European stability mechanism, which was created in 2012 to give Eurozone states in financial distress access to markets and make loans at subsidised rates. In return, countries must implement reforms to improve their competitiveness and clean up their public finances. Japan's core consumer inflation has hit 3.7% in November, the highest rate in more than 40 years. The figures suggest price hikes passed on to consumers are spreading to broader sectors of the economy. The inflation rate also casts doubt on the Bank of Japan's recent forecast that higher inflation is likely to be temporary. The November figure far exceeds the Bank of Japan's long-term goal of 2%. 
Liverpool's League Cup title defence has ended with defeat at Manchester City. The visitors twice came from behind, but it was the Premier League champions who prevailed 3-2 to secure a place in the last eight. Kevin De Bruyne returned from a disappointing World Cup to set up City's game-winning goal, scored by defender Nathan Ake. Uh, I think um, the last week has been a little bit strange. You know, people coming back different times, um, not training so so many times, and then straight away have to play an intense game like this against Liverpool. It's, it's not easy, but I think we showed um, a lot of intensity, uh, a lot of will. Uh, them as well, I think uh, it created a good game. FIFA have released updated world rankings following the Qatar World Cup. The surprised semi-finalists Morocco were the biggest movers, as the BBC's John Bennett reports. They've moved up to 11th place from 22nd, so that means they replaced Senegal as the highest-ranked African nation, just one short of their highest-ever ranking as well, which was 10th in 1998. Remarkable because they were 92nd as recently as 2015. Argentina, they've moved into second spot after winning the World Cup. Brazil are still top. Argentina would have been top if they'd won the final within 90 minutes, but uh, they're second at the moment with Brazil still top. Brazilian legend Pelé will spend Christmas in hospital where he's receiving treatment for cancer that's worsened. The BBC's Paul Serres has the latest. The Sao Paulo hospital where football legend Pelé is being treated has confirmed that his cancer has progressed. The 82-year-old three-time World Cup winner has been in hospital for three weeks. His daughter wrote on Instagram that he'd spend Christmas at the Hospital Israelita Albert Einstein in Sao Paulo. Pelé had a tumour removed from his colon in September and has since had regular treatment. In the NBA, Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets put their seven-game winning streak on the line against the Eastern Conference-leading Milwaukee Bucks when the two teams tip off in Brooklyn tomorrow morning, Hong Kong time. The Nets dropped a record 91 first-half points in Wednesday's victory over the Golden State Warriors. Our US sports commentator Ray Jovanovic says the Nets have been one of the more entertaining teams in this early part of the season. They've actually won nine of the last ten, and that 91 points in the first half, I watched the highlights. It was just an incredible display. So Brooklyn finally back on track, along with a terrific Sunday battle last week between two of the best in the West, with the Pelicans outlasting the Suns 129-124 in overtime. Finally, the annual Christmas Day extravaganza, five games all day long, perfect for fans who want to ignore their families, the premier game on Santa's list, must be the Bucks at the Celtics, the NBA's premier teams. Just to end the news, the top stories once again. A union representing Catholic Pacific cabin crew says it's planning a work-to-rule campaign to fight for better working dish- conditions. Police plan to close some roads uh, ahead of Christmas revelers, and from now on, Hong Kong people visiting Macau won't have to undergo a- a nuclear acid tests when they land. The news from RTHK. Thanks, Amory. Yeah. afternoon. This is The Brew on the Friday before Christmas. This is James Ross. Danny Hicks with the sports soon.
And here, just to finish up, is a little bit of my childhood Christmas. Fools Fall in Love, the Anne-Marie remix version. Yeah, Friday afternoon uh, with James Ross. Hope you got your Christmas shopping done, because there ain't much time left. Have you got the turkey? Come on now. Pigs in blankets. Turkey gravy. Turkey gravy. 